five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and let's check the news. First of all, I'd like to thank Laura Brady from ARC South Africa, and uh, she got me in touch with the author of yesterday's show about how mail still works. And uh, if you remember, I I wondered why they were talking about their postal service. And uh, she wrote back to me uh, and said one of the reason for the low postal volumes in South Africa is because of the inefficiency of our postal service, which is basically bankrupt and notoriously unreliable. Okay. Uh, that said, the results of direct mail campaigns are still significant in terms of return. And so that's really good. And Catherine McKay was the author of that article, and so we gave her a shout-out. And uh, Mike Gunderson also chimed in, and I watched his, uh, I watched the uh, Brand United show yesterday, and um, I especially liked Brent, uh, Brent's uh, case study. Uh, it was for Batesville Caskets, and and uh, I remember seeing a, sh a presentation by. Uh, by Batesville at a Namoa a couple of years ago, and you know they were really they were really high on their direct mail effort. Um, but this was a three-dimensional mailer, and it was excellent. And so if you if you can get the uh, the recording of the Brand United, I highly recommend uh, taking some time to watch that. And uh, and Mike Gunderson was on there too. Um, he talked about informed delivery, which, you know, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of. I went back and looked in my three weeks of informed deliveries, which I don't generally look at. And uh, there were some really big mailers that did not use the click, the clickable links and the uh, and the four color version of the mailing of the mailing piece. I did see one in three weeks. And I saw another one that, that was in black and white, and both had the clickable link below. But um, the first time through, I didn't see I didn't see them. But then the second time through, I did see some. So there you go. Okay. So let's get over to the news and see what's what. Right here we go. Okay. Why the Oscars needed drama this year, and what I'm trying to figure out is how staged was the drama. And so if you look at the here's a here's a picture of the two and Chris Rock is telling his joke, and Will Smith uh, is laughing quite a bit. And then he gets a look from his wife, and what he's even when he's yelling about it after after he delivers his slap. I would have loved to see his face as he's walking up there. Um, you know, I but and they obviously have audience facing cameras, so uh, but. I, I'm just trying to figure out if it was if it was staged, if it was if it was part of the joke, and I guess there's a lot of debate about that. But the truth is that we do need a uh, we did need a shot in the arm for the Oscars, or it needed a slap in the face, as the author says, because it's basically since 1980. I mean, you could argue that it's that this was a downward trend anyway. And this is a super downward trend. Zoom, bango. And uh, why? Okay, this is a very thoughtful article by Jacob Cohen. And he says, well, one of the reasons is it needed a slap in the face. See, we'll give him credit for that. I stole his line, slap in the face. Why are they so boring? Well, one reason is that they're focused on dramas. 
and dramas are just five percent of ticket sales so that's not where people are looking <coughs> and apple had a had one best picture i guess for coda uh a first in the streaming space and uh nobody went to see it anyway but they did go to see ryan reynolds and uh in red notice i went to see that i wasn't i thought ryan did okay but anyway we'll just leave it at that it was there were too many action scenes and not enough dialogue for me because ryan reynolds is really good in the dialogue okay so bottom line you can just check twitter and we were just over on twitter um i saw dozens dozens and dozens and dozens of things making fun of the whole deal um i also according to the hustle here found out that there were was about $140,000 in gift bags that went to key stars. Here's an article about the gift bags that you can reference if you go over to the WDMA.org and subscribe for free. Um, and uh, what happened was that there, was there were vouchers for $12,000 worth of liposuction. Um, there, were, there was designer popcorn. There was... Um, <laughs> Uh, we get calls from about 25 to 30% of the nominees each year who want to make sure we know where to get their gift bag to them. So everybody likes the gift bag. I didn't know there was a gift bag. And, um, so the only 28 people of the nominees receive the everybody wins bag, the five nominees for best actress, best actor, best supporting actor, best director, and the three hosts get the bag. Um, Here's some of the junk that's in the bag. Uh, and the most expensive item was a $50,000 three-night stay at Turin Castle. But there was also, I like this one, the title of Lord or Lady of Glencoe, along with a small plot of land in Scotland. You know, I think somebody like like uh, Ryan Reynolds needs a title of Lord. So too bad he did. Uh, maybe he did. I, I don't know if he got a gift bag or not. Lord Ryan Reynolds. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, he could have, he could, or maybe he would have taken Lady. You never know these days. Anyway, the kind of treatments. <laughs> and a small batch of gift tea sent from Oprah approved Chai Box. Uh, anyway, so um, one author, Todd Wasserman, who I follow quite a bit, uh, asked, Is the Oscar still for women? And he cited this ac excellent quote by Brian Agate. Agate, Agate, um, who said, according to Nielsen, women made up 46% of the Super Bowl audience. So the Super Bowl is actually the Super Bowl for women. I've always thought that, you know, because I don't really get into the uh, halftime show. And so it must be mostly for women. Um, you know, the, maybe the whole NFL is for women. <laughs> What other sport has so much do-overs, <laughs> which doesn't, I don't know that that has anything to do with women. I better qualify that or get in trouble. But it's just, how is that a sport? You know, my daughter, uh, who's a woman, is, is likes to watch MMA because the refs have very little to do with the, the spectacle. And I really agree with her on that. We watch together sometimes. Um, okay, so now over to Craig Huey 
who says you can supercharge your results. And the thing I always like about Craig is he gives us a case study. And so we're going to follow through the case study. So if you aren't, if you aren't familiar with it, and you may not be, because um, I, I, I saw someone in the agency world who was doing a little bit on direct mail, and they were stunned that somehow they visited a website and shortly thereafter received a piece of mail about it. I can't remember really ever doing, ever getting one. Uh, where I went to a website and then got uh, got the got the piece of mail. I know I know it exists and I know it can work really well. I just it, it's not something that most people get. It's so targeted that you know it's it's under the radar. So this is a very uh, a very apropos title. Uh, okay, so what what this all is is direct mail retargeting allows you to identify the physical address of visitors to your landing page. One thing we should also note is that this is, um, as far as I know, is is okay with GDPR and CCPA. As far as I know, there's no rule against mailing somebody to a public address, mailing address. Um, if you emailed them, that, that would be a violation, I think, uh, certainly of GDPR. So you can, without a, an explicit opt-in, right, in case you, we talk about those, those laws every now and then. So I guess if you have questions on that, feel free to give me a call. Do not take this as legal advice. So that you can send them a direct mail piece within 24 hours, depending on where, you know, now now with the postal, I saw that the USPS is getting into, into quick delivery, same day delivery or next day delivery uh, with the last mile. But their first class mail, you might want to, make sure it gets printed in the vicinity of the recipient because they've now said it'll take something like acceptable delivery is like five to seven days across the country. Okay. So anyway, ironic, isn't it? Maybe that, maybe it's like when Apple comes out with a new phone and all of a sudden your old phone stops working as well as you remembered it. Suddenly the memory isn't enough. And uh, that's, that's rumored. I don't know that that's the case. I've never owned an Apple phone or even an Apple product to my recollection. Okay. For example, we did a direct mail piece with a newsletter client, Strategic Investor. This is great because we actually, we know the client. Okay. First, the prospect saw one or more digital ads on Google. And this can work. Um, you know, I've given you the, the LoveSack case, but in many cases, they had multiple uh, stores within a metro. And so... The best deal is TV, probably, for reaching a wide audience in a, in a local geography. And so they, they use TV ads that uh, directed people to their website. And it's a, you know, kind of a short, catchy name, so that's pr probably good. Strategic Investor is kind of generic. You might not remember where you went. Anyway, there was a digital ad on Google, and it, it took people to a specific landing page, hopefully with like a QR or something, a link. Uh, and when they went to the landing page, our digital technology allowed us to grab the physical address. And there's a number of ways to do that. And some people bounce them against like a Netflix offer. You know how sometimes you see that, you know, free two weeks of Netflix. Uh, and then when you when you try and get it, they 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 basically require you to say, and I'm open to other offers. And you think that's only for two weeks, but it actually is much longer than that.
They get you for a while, but they only give you for two weeks. Okay, here's the banner ad we created with the intriguing headline. So this is actually an example of the of the banner ad. Uh, Five billion deal rocks biotech, setting stage for epic battle. And basically, what they're talking about is a small company. Some company got five billion for some cancer research. Another company didn't get that money, and we're not going to tell you who it is because you got to click for it. And a lot of times you can find out who it is, and sometimes they're not even public. You know, there's some day to be, to be available to the average investor. But you know, I, so I've obviously clicked on some of this clickbait. Anyway, so so you click on the ad, and it takes you to uh, prospects clicked on the get the story here. See that in red? Nice. I might have made it in blue because we generally associate hot links with blue, although the hustle has them in red. So, you know, it's not it's not that they're never in red, but mostly they're in blue. So I might have made that something to test, Craig, if you if you're listening. OK, they take into a strategic landing page and when they get there and it's not that everybody who goes to the landing page gets a mailer. You know, you want somebody that stays more than 30 seconds. You want them maybe you want to offer them a click to more information or play the video or something like that. So the secondary click. So somebody with a, a some level of interest and you can measure that and you can restrict the uh, the retargeting with mail to people who meet that threshold for uh, for uh, appropriate level of interest. And again, that's also testable. Okay, five shocking reasons the war on cancer may finally be over. This is an excerpt from that. Uh, and then, and I like this a lot, then they sent him a Magalog, a 16-page little, little, uh, basically a 16-page full of copy, uh, telling the story probably about the company and um, telling about how their newsletter has successfully and consistently found uh, investment opportunities that the average investor would miss. That's what they always say. And so then, uh, then there's an offer for the strategic investor and uh, for a one-year subscription. And <clears throat> Craig doesn't give the detailed details, but he says, massive response rate to the retargeted mailing piece retargeting mailing piece uh, direct so we'll get this conclusion direct mail retargeting can be a game changer for for sales or lead generation if you'd like to talk about how you can use direct mail retargeting to supercharge your next mailing campaign give me a call okay and in this case call Caleb okay so there it is right there anyway um, a straight-up guy Craig Huey and uh, give them a call or uh, give me a call. <laughs> I would say we were kind of pioneering direct marketing retargeting back in 2015 and 16 and had massive results for a retailer um, who then went public. So maybe the investment newsletter caught on. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.